Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And today's, uh, I was going to call it another emergency podcast. It's it, it's a funny one, guys, because I was sit- literally just happened to be sitting down here at the at my computer. This paternity leave is great, by the way. Great, I can sit in the computer at ten o'clock and have scrambled egg given up to me with coffee. And then next thing, all of a sudden, my phone starts buzzing like mad, and Stephen Gerrard is announced as Aston Villa as the new head coach of Aston Villa. Um. Something that we, we've we've known for a while, and and uh, you know we've obviously not us, not not, not me and Paddy, but I think the greater fan base has known for a while that uh, Stephen Gerrard was the top of the list, and Christian Perslow, Jan Lange, the 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 owners and Wes Edens and Asif Swiris have wasted no time in in getting the man that they feel is going to be the man that is going to catapult Aston Villa up the. Um, up the football, I was going to say up the football pyramid, but uh, we're not going down that far yet. I mean, up the Premier League at this stage. Paddy is here as well. I'm going to bring him in, Paddy. But before we get your exalted and fantastic opinion on this, on this, let's read down three um, first because uh, it's an interesting one here. The Aston Villa Football Club is delighted to announce the appointment of Stephen Gerrard as our new head coach. Gerrard guided Glasgow Rangers to the Scottish Premiership title last season, finishing the campaign undefeated in the league. The 41-year-old has attracted many admirers in the game for his work in transforming the fortunes of Glasgow Giants while also implementing an attractive attacking style of football. Gerrard, who enjoyed a glittering playing career with Liverpool and England, joined Rangers in 2018 following his spell as an academy coach at Liverpool. CEO Christian Perslow said the board of Aston Villa are delighted to appoint Stephen as our head coach. 
Since moving into coaching after his illustrious playing career, Stephen began by managing and developing top young players in the Liverpool FC Academy, which is experience we highly we value highly at Aston Villa. And if anybody wants a clue into why uh, into, into one of the reasons why Stephen Gerrard was picked, that's it. Considering we have an absolutely steaming academy at the moment. Um, he then took the brave decision to test himself in the intense and high-pressured environment of the Scottish Old Firm. Debatable. Uh, <laughs> his subsequent achievement <laughs> in winning the Premiership, the Premiership title with Glasgow Rangers really caught our eye, as did his experience in Europe. And I think that is really crucial as well. And it's something that I know I kind of purposely overlooked his European experiences as well. But... Um, when you look at all of the all of the body of evidence with his European experience, he's beaten and he's he's lived with some good teams, and being realistically and being really honest with some pretty substandard players that Rangers would have in comparison to those teams, the likes of uh, Porto and and, and such. Um, it's been very clear in our discussions with him that Stephen's coaching ambitions, philosophies, and values entirely match those of Aston Villa. We're excited he has agreed to lead us in the next phase of our ambitious plans as we look to build on the progress made since Samiris and Edens took over the club in 2018. Stephen Gerrard said, Aston Villa is a club with a rich history and tradition in English football, and I'm immensely proud to become its new head coach. Uh, that's kind of like, if anybody here is 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 Irish, you'll know when whenever a team wins the All-Ireland uh, hurling or football uh, championship in Ireland, they always give the same speech. It's Tahas Arm, a insert county and that's very much a statement that every new manager uses it's a rich history tradition in english football blah, blah. but in this stage in this instance it does ring true because aston villa is a club with rich history and a tradition in english football and uh, i hope he is immensely proud to become our new coach but he also goes on to say, in my conversations with, Nas with Nasif and Wes, the rest of the board, it was apparent how ambitious their plans are for the club, and I'm looking forward to helping them achieve their aims. I would like to express my sincere gratitude to everybody associated with Glasgow Rangers for giving me the opportunity to manage such an iconic football team. Helping them secure a record-breaking 55th league title will always hold a special heart, a special place in my heart. I would like to wish the players, staff, and supporters the very best for the future. Paddy. As the great fifty-five, uh, eh? As the great, as the great Chemical Brothers, <laughs> I think it was said. Where's your head at? <laughs> uh, well, look, I, I think I, I sent you a message earlier on saying that I've gone from oh, depression shit, to acceptance at this stage. I, uh, um, I, keep keep talking because I will bring that up because I thought that was quite <laughs> hilarious. Um, so I, I, I just, uh, yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't much of a shock this morning. I think it was a done deal from yesterday, maybe when we saw him arrive in London off the train. Uh, am I happy about it? Is my first choice? Uh, no. Have I lost you, Paddy? Have you lost me? Has the grim the internet gremlin struck again? I'm just going to remove Paddy there. I'm not sure if people can see him or hear him. I didn't even brush my hair. I tell you, this is uh, this is the kind of crack that's going on this morning. Um, just going to going to take a quick look at some of the comments there while we're waiting for Paddy. I think Paddy's frozen there uh, at the minute. Um, British Max says excitement and apprehension. What a brilliant time! Up and down like a fiddler's elbow. I think that is. Uh, I think that, that the the emotions. I think that that I've definitely had. I've gone from not wanting him. I've gone to gone to wanting him again. I've gone to not wanting him. They, you know, the more you look into these things, the knee jerk reaction that I would have had towards him is uh, is is uh, it's. Um, 
it's in the rearview mirror, I think, uh, for me, and I'm I'm very much on the on, on the the optimistic side of things uh, with Stephen Gerrard at the moment. Just guys, can I get a comment there just to make sure that uh, that that you guys can? Uh, it was basement jacks, is right, yeah. Um, can I get a comment just to make sure that you guys can actually hear me at the moment, and it's not me that's gone. I think it is. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Paddy that's frozen. That's okay, as long as it isn't me. Um, Macadamia says, well, got to get got, uh, got to get behind him, hope for the best. Absolutely, and there's no reason not to get behind him, I think. Now, no, now that we know what's happening, I would I would like to know if he is, by his backroom staff is, and I'm sure that will come out over the next few next few uh, hours or so, but that's going to be really, really important, I think, for me. Um, Homebird Digital says, not my choice, but welcome, Stephen. Hashtag up the villa. Absolutely, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay for, like... I don't think whoever the manager was going to come in would have been a unanimous decision. I would have been sitting here lauding and, and, and saying very, very good things about Roberto Martinez and public and slated by, by some people who don't want Roberto Martinez. So, like, it's it's all part and parcel, I suppose, of of, of uh, the decision that the board have made the decision that they like, uh, that they want, and they've gotten Stephen Gerrard. I'm here, I absolutely... Uh, the more I say that I've looked into Stephen Gerrard, the more I actually really think he's going to be a great fit for Aston Villa, along with Mick Beale, Tom Culshaw, Jason Milson, and Scott, and Scott Mason, that hopefully he's going to bring with him. Oh, and Gary Mack as well, that I forgot to mention too. Um, Ben says, exciting times ahead, boys. Really excited to see how this works out. His tactics and, and depth rotation are what I feel can take us to the next level. Uh, that and the reliance on a great backroom staff. Absolutely. Paddy, you're back in the room again. Would you believe I had, after all my Wi-Fi troubles, I had a power cut. He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't make this up. Anyway, I'm no. back. Well, talk there when I eat some of my scrambled egg. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know where I was. Uh, I was rambling away, and next thing I realised, I wasn't on the screen. But anyway, um, as I said, it's not not my first choice. Uh, has grown on me over the last couple of days the idea of having him in there. But um, you know, by 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 definition, he's he's a big character. He'll he'll inc he'll improve the the uh, the view of our club around the world. There'll be a lot of people who would have no interest in Aston Villa having a look at them from now. So, and I believe he'll probably attract a different type of player. So, look, we just got to get behind him now because it's done and dusted and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Absolutely. And, and I think it was fair, fair of you to say as well that, uh, you know, that um, I'm just killing time while I try to find this, that we have all been on a bit of a roller coaster and stuff. And this is what Paddy said to me today. He sent me the change curve where he was on Sunday, uh, was very much in depression and confusion. And now he's on the way back up at, into acceptance and on the way to problem solving at the moment. And, and it's okay, I think, to go through like this. Uh, the shock, denial, and uh, and so on. We have the change curve because it happens absolutely everybody. It happened to me, and, and some people get out of these stages an awful lot quicker than others. So, I think the time of you know, you're you're not going to hear from us an awful lot of like it's not going to be a case of I told you so at any stage because we're fully behind Stephen Gerrard. Is what I'm trying to say. We're fully well. I'm fully yeah. behind Stephen Gerrard anyway, and this and I want him to bring us massive success. I want him to attract a good good player, and 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 I think he can do that, and I think that's why he's been brought in. And I'm I'm very enthused now, as you guys may have noticed, considering I came on it less than 15 minutes notice of of the news breaking. <laughs> so if we didn't want him, we wouldn't have come on at that stage. So I'm delighted. I'm actually delighted that Stephen Gerrard is in is in now and that we can draw a line under it move forward and uh i'm hoping that the 
the media outlets out there will 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 treat us with a small bit more respect, I suppose, or respect the fact yeah. that he is. I, th- I think us that will. I think that will be the case so far. Yeah, I think I think we'll see the likes of BT and Sky having a completely different outlook outlook on Aston Villa. Um, I'm glad that it's happened now and not next Friday, the day before the game. Yes. Um, I think it's important to get him in and get him working, e- even with the players who are there at the moment. So, uh, uh, well, what are we missing? Nine out, nine players on international leave. So we will, we will get back to training for a couple of days, and he'll have them in, and he'll he'll stamp a little bit of authority on how he wants them to play against uh, against Brighton. Um, not expecting any wholesale changes. I think I think he'll be given this six weeks to see what he's working with, and then look into January to see who he wants to get rid of and who he wants to bring in. But uh, yeah. As I said, not my first choice, but it, it's that's perfectly within my rights to, to say that. And he's uh, he's Aston Villa manager, so of course we'll get behind them and we'll we'll give him as much support as we possibly can. It's up to him now to turn it around. Absolutely, he says true face full of scrambled leg. Absolutely, and I think that that's 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 fair to do. Um, look, we wanted a big name manager. We got a big name. Who is the manager? So yeah. you know that's, we, did, we, didn't, and, and, we didn't get experience. We got a big name, all right, but we didn't get the experience no, that we'd hoped for. We did, we, and we didn't get experience, all right? Yeah, but I did, sorry, I, 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 I joked, I joked a little bit there when you were talking about Rangers. He did do a very good job at Rangers. Mm. Um, the, the Celtic fan in me is quite happy that he's walking away from that job, but uh, he did have a lot of. Um, he did have a lot of negativity up there as well around his initial European, like drawn with minnows throughout Europe in, in, in qualification. So it wasn't all a bed of roses, but he did stop the Ross. He stopped Celtic winning 10 in a row. Um, a lot of that may have been down to Celtic's demise as opposed to uh, Rangers being good. But look, I think we've got to put all that behind us now at this stage and see what, what his plans are and what, and what he's going to do. Uh, with us going forward and, and like we, we have to be an attractive proposition for any manager coming from anywhere because yes. we, we've all everything is in place um regardless of, regardless of what happens with the players he has in his first team he's got a tremendous uh backroom team there uh or sorry uh underage setup there so um he's a lot more to work with than than the likes of Dean Smith had when he came in first yeah Absolutely, and I think, look, as I say, um, I'll be glued to the phone for the next couple of hours to see if the backroom staff are coming in or if there's any inclinations waiting for stuff on, on the Great Villa Report to um, to to pop up any information there to see if any of the uh, of the, the, the accredited guys are, are, are going to mention anything there as well uh, because his backroom mm. team is very pivotal to this. It really is pivotal I think to this. Someone, but, um, I did, while I was ranting there, I did spot that someone in the comments said... That's guy have there we go. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Gary Mack is Gary Mack is a is 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 a link in the in the chain. All right, it's more Mick Beale and Tom Culshaw that I'm I'm um, looking for, and, and Scott Mason as well. Scott Mason is quite mm. uh, is quite an intriguing character. I've I actually went down the Rangers website and and there's lots of lots of interviews with him there, and you can he does an interview about what he does around the place and. I find his job pretty intriguing as well. And I know we have one of those guys here already. I think his name is Frederick Leet. Um, brought in under Johan Lange, but 
Um, he's an interesting guy, Scott Mason, as well. And I know that a lot of people, himself, both himself and Jordan Wilson, when you look into it, they're very highly sought after. And I think Man City were actually trying to trying to get them this season as well. So if we could actually um, bring them in as well, uh, that would be that that would be quite good too. Um, some other comments that are there, Paddy. Uh, thanks for all the content recently, guys. Perfect listening while playing at FM Twenty Two. I actually downloaded it myself th- last night and. Uh, <laughs> I might. I can neither confirm nor deny if I was playing until half past three this morning. I can neither. Where are you going to get the time for that? <laughs> well, you're going to need one arm. You need one arm to to move the mouse. That's all you need. So it's uh, <laughs> it, it was absolutely fine. Um, British Mick says he will get a knee jerk reaction. It's after the honeymoon period where we will see his actual ability. But one thing is for sure, he has a great team to work with here, and we have some absolute ballers. I think we do, and I think that gets lost in the in in the in the argument as well. That we've some very good. We've got some players that would be sold for fifty million in the morning. You know, so like we've got a lot of players that would be sold for fifty million in the morning. So like, uh, it's not all doom and gloom, and uh, there there isn't a whole rebuild here. There's there's tweaks I think that need to be made, and, and we said before that we thought that Dean Smith could fix a lot of the issues with some tweaks as well. We just didn't know what those tweaks were. So hopefully Stephen Gerrard knows what those t- tweaks are, and we'll, we we get to the bottom of it soon. Um, yeah. James Whelan. Got to get behind him now. Initially, completely against it, but more I'm reading about him and his backroom team, the more excited I am. Ballsy from him as he wants Liverpool, so he has to be a success. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk small bit about this as well, not the success piece, but something that you just mentioned there. And I think a lot of Aston Villa fans uh, initially were against it. I was against it. I, I have a text message on my phone that I wrote on Saturday night to a Liverpool sporting mate of mine where I basically said the narrative of the podcast could change very quickly, you know, um, uh, regards Stephen Gerrard. Then I went and I talked to myself, I went, I'm not that kind of guy, so I wouldn't be, like, I would have to force myself to be consistently negative, even if I didn't believe it or not. And that's not the kind of shit that we want to put out in the podcast. And I went, you know what, let's look into it, let's look for context. But what I realised, what I actually realised, why I was why I was so kind of um, taken aback and surprised by Stephen Gerrard, it turns out that it wasn't even aiding to do these managerial issues, managerial uh, experience or anything. The reason that I actually found that I really didn't didn't take him immediately was because he played. He basically just used to beat the living shit out of us as a player for years and years and yeah. years and years and years and years. And I think that's what it was. I think it was instant, almost. It was ingrained in me to kind of take, hear his name and go, oh, no, not him again. It was almost like, uh, I felt like I was almost a victim of him for so many years and that Liverpool team because we could never touch them, you know. So yeah. um, I think once I got over that and I said, wait, the big bad wolf is gone now. He's not going to be able to affect us. Uh, he's, he's now with us. The wolf has joined us. He's now no longer against us. And, and I think that's what kind of uh, got me out of my funk. And it got me out of my funk pretty quickly because I think by Monday morning, I was already after looking at Mick Beale and a couple of more things. And I was like, right, this is this is good stuff. You know, these guys are people who can roll in behind because they're progressive. They're youthful. They've got new ideas. They're embracing all different types of ideologies, technologies, and and they've learned under some really good people. Like McBeal has come up through uh, through 
Chelsea, Chelsea, Liverpool went out to Sao yeah. Paulo for a while as well. And we do I, I do have somebody coming on the podcast maybe tonight, possibly tomorrow morning. We will we will air it. It would most likely only be an audio podcast as well. So for anybody who's watching us on YouTube that isn't following us on, on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts or anything, please give us a, a follow on there as well because there will be one or two podcasts that will be audio only coming out. Uh, and, and I'm hoping to do a good body of work into the back room with Stephen Gerrard's um, backroom team, should I say. Um, I've got people tentatively booked hopefully they do come on it because it would be really really good to get a nice body of work in that as well because that's what really makes makes me want uh, that I, I like looking into that kind of stuff so looking forward to seeing what his backroom staff is looking forward to see if anybody's going to be retained like big cuts um lee cutler or, or aaron danks uh, aaron danks eight weeks in the job <laughs> like are they going to get rid of him considering they they um they made a big deal out of firing him <laughs> Maybe he stays. Maybe he gets re, re reutilized within the maybe. within the club structure again, and because they they hunted him, you know. So, yeah. uh, it, it, where, where yeah. does he go? And Austin McPhee is not much. I think he's only a ten week, is he? I think. Uh, yeah, but am I right in saying that Austin McPhee is part time considering he's with uh, he's with uh, international teams as well, and also Tom Culshaw is a set piece expert as well, a set piece coach too. So if he does exactly. come in, I'd yeah. say we, I'd say our rock star and our rock star that drives a ten year old Ford Mondeo, as Paddy told me before that he saw him rock up to the to the to the to the ground in a in in, in a in an old Ford Mondeo that, that he might be on his way out. I, I I don't want any of the any of the other coaches to 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 lose their their roles or their jobs within the club because I do think that they're a talented bunch. Uh, because I thought that they were, I thought that Dean Smith had a talented bunch around him, and Dean Smith was talented. So it would be, it would be very, very hypocritical of me to turn around and say, get rid of all the coaches and bring in all new ones. Because I didn't think that they were doing a massively bad job as it was. So if we can implement more new coaches and build around what we have, more the merrier. That's what I think. What do you think, Paddy? I just went yeah. down a big massive. I'd like to see Neil Cutler. Yeah, I'd like to see Neil Neil Cutler stay. Uh, of, of all of the ones there, I think. The players really relate to him and, and he seems to have a great relationship with everybody. So uh, of all of them, I'd like to see him stay. I don't know how tenable that is with the fact that he was the Smith man and, you know, who knows what's going on behind the scene. Maybe that maybe they're still in negotiations of a payoff for all these coaches. We just never know. But uh, the most important thing is that there's, there's a lot of guys there in his backroom team and hopefully, you know, we're reading between the lines that they're going to come. And they'll bring on all those youngsters that we have there. I think that's vital for the future of our club long after Steven Gerrard. Um, Tom says, good at the Smith era is over, but fresh take on things now. And let's see what what squad we have. Uh, you won't be feeling any obligation to play players. Gets my full support now. That's an interesting one as well, Tom. <clears throat> because... As more, a lot of you guys know that I, I, I follow, watch, I'm involved in a lot of NFL stuff as well. And there's a there's always a saying that when a new guy comes in, he's not beholden to any of the players that are there. And there's a lot more upheaval and change of players and such. And it's I think it's kind of something that it will be interesting. I think it's going to be actually really interesting because now we've got a squad. Like if this was last year, you would have had to play the same 11 because realistically we wouldn't have had anyone else. But we've got a bit of a squad formed now and we've got some youngsters and he might come in and he might go, Hey lads, what we're going to do here is we're actually going to play Kearney in the number in in at number eight. We're going to maybe you know because we're playing two inverted two two inverted number tens or inverted wingers up front. Maybe we don't see the people we thought might be in those positions. I I I 
I um <coughs> made a made a kind of a wild suggestion that maybe we see Sanson apply impl- uh, applied a bit further up the field because of his pressing activities. Who knows? There could be something crazy could happen. And when I say crazy, it's something that we didn't spot or something that, that Dean Smith didn't spot. And um, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, as I say, a new fresh set of eyes, and he won't feel any obligation to pay players. And like, you know, the likes of the like he might he might find a gem from the from the from the academy because who does like two years ago nobody would have said Jacob Ramsey was going to be uh more or less uh, you know nailed on in the in the team sheet. And I suppose it goes both ways, Paddy, that the young kids and, and I think I think it's probably allayed my fears a small bit based on the on the comments that um that, that Perslow has put out saying that he's used to working with the Liverpool Academy, used to working with young young kids and and that's uh, that's highly valued here. Um because it would be a shame if they were jettisoned to the sideline and sent out on loan, the likes of Philogin Bades, the likes of uh Carney Chuck Moeka. I, I would even be for recalling Kane Hayden Kessler because he's ripping it up at uh, at Swindon at the moment, yeah. you know, and seeing what he can do. And Am I right in saying I could be wrong in this, but I have it burnt into the back of my mind that Stephen Gerrard made his debut as a right back, and we've uh, and then moved on, moved on into midfield, and we've said in this podcast we think Kane Hagen Kessler's position might actually be a small bit further up the field as opposed to right back because uh, because of his attacking abilities and and, and his yeah. positioning is um, his positioning needs a bit of work so. Who better to learn from? Uh, if anybody can confirm not or deny my failing memory that Steven Gerrard made his debut uh, as a right back, but I think and, I think I think you're right, buddy. Come on, as a right back needs most. I think that's all they had to replace whoever was on it was coming off I, at the time. David that, that's, a, that's what resonates with me anyway. But I, I think you're right. And look, the, yeah. the likes of Kane Hayden, Kessler, Freddie Gilbert, Wesley, all of these guys. Mm. I'm sure looking forward to a new dawn. Um, I'm sure he would give the likes of um, Freddie Gilbert a chance to prove himself when he when he comes back. I think he's due back in January, is he? Kane Kessler, I, hard to know. I, Not I, I think, I think... Uh, Freddie Gilbert. Freddie Gilbert is due back oh, in January. Fr- Fred, yeah, I think he is. I think yeah. it's a short term. I think Conor yeah. Horahan is due back in January as well. So there's a lot to consider uh, here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And plus, he, um, he, as I said earlier, he has six weeks in order to work with these players and realise who he can and can't trust and try and get yep. whoever he can't trust out the door in in, uh, in January. And I'm sure there might be a couple of them. I, I, I would have... And, and, you know, it's been reported as well that there's going to be an absolute boodle of cash as well given to him as well. And and we, we've we've alluded to that, that there's no point bringing a Stephen Gerrard in here unless you're going to back him because you're bringing him in for his celebrity status. Look, and I'm not denigrating him when I say this, but realistically, like, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about Steven Gerrard? It's not Rangers Aston Villa manager. It's just not. It's what a player lifted the Champions League, arguably one of the most dynamic midfielders of his generation, you know, couldn't play in the same midfield too as Frank Lampard, but that's 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 the only kind of half negative that you would ever hear about him being said that maybe he didn't crack on at international level. But who cares? At, at at club level, he was fantastic, you know, and he was literally Mister Liverpool. Dragged them up off their bootstraps. We we'll go down in the annals of history of one of the world's most famous clubs in Liverpool, alongside the likes of Kenny Dalglish and 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 you name it, other, other great players that, that would have gone on to play play with Liverpool. And he will sit at the top of the pantheon with those as well. So what I'm getting. At here is that blown smoke up Liverpool fans' arses here. But what I am saying here is that that's that's how people see Steven Gerrard. 
So if you can get him in a room with a promising midfielder or with a midfielder maybe that's in the, that's coming into the to, to the zenith of their career in around 25, 26 years of age, they're going to know, know Steven Gerrard because he's a legend on FIFA if, if they're younger, or they're going to know Steven Gerrard because they would have saw him and 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 they would have they would have when they were coming up to the ranks they would have tried to emulate him and that is very very potent when you're trying to make these uh, these um, th- these signings and maybe these left field signings you know these signings of maybe a bigger name and, and it was some it was some criticism that was labelled at, at at Dean Smith that you know. Can he attract the massive names in, in into the club? Uh, and we will never know. We'll never know if he can do that. But well, he did. He attracted Leon Bailey, who's a big name. But now we've got Steven Gerrard. It's just an extra kind of um, selling point, extra bit of marketing for the club as well towards those players too. Which uh, which look, it might be a lot of lot of nonsense, but it might be there might be some truth in it as well. Who knows? Mm. A friend a friend of mine just messaged me there. Who who would know better said. All of the coaching ticket are coming with him, so yeah. Hopefully that's true and that's the case. Define all, Paddy's friend. Define all, because as I said, I spoke about <laughs> uh, performance analysts and, and and things like that. Actually, that's really interesting, Paddy. And and, and I want your view on this because I know that I know that you're a traditionalist in this in this uh, in this field with regards to directors of football. And when I had the wonderful Scott Scott Kerr from from the the Rangers Rabble, fair play to him. He came on. He was a great sport last night. And um, you know, he spoke really well about Stephen Gerrard. Spoke really well about Aston Villa. Was was upset at losing Stephen Gerrard, but but was you know was able to put that aside um, and and, and talk to us. And I, I kind of felt cheeky asking him when it wasn't announced. But um, fair play to him. He did come on and he spoke about. The, the Rangers um, director of football, that Stephen Gerrard has actually worked under a director of football with Rangers previously. And I thought that, that was one thing that I completely overlooked. I didn't even look into it because, as we've mentioned previously, that um, we, we mentioned that, that, you know, the club has built this structure, this, this continental structure, whereby they have this director of football, they have their scouting department, they have their recruitment department, they have their youth department, everything. Whereas it's not just the one Alex Ferguson style figurehead. And I was worried that if, if Stephen Gerrard came in, they would need to blow all that up because he's such a big, huge personality. But maybe, maybe once again, I, I, I got caught up in my own kind of fallacies about, about Stephen Gerrard as well, that, He's he's an ultimate like he must be the ultimate team player because you know he he's a great captain and leader and he understands team dynamics. So when he comes into this when he comes I, I was worried that, that maybe he hadn't worked with a director of football before, but he has and he worked with one at Rangers and, and that director of football was by all accounts, according to Scott, last night, it was a bit of a penny pincher. He'd come from Southampton, he'd come from Watford, his remit was basically don't bankrupt us again. Essentially, was it was was his remit, but get us a small bit of success. So, so it's interesting in that. But Paddy, my question to you after after that very lengthy um, introduction is: Do you think that has any bearing on it? The fact that he's worked with Ross Wilson before, um, and that Ross Wilson was an experienced uh, director of football and somebody that wouldn't roll over to to um, Stephen Gerrard. Do you think that will have any bearing on the fact that, uh, of, on his? appointment based on we need somebody who can work under the sporting director slash director of football because that ain't going to change anytime soon I'm, I'm pretty sure whatever negotiations went on yesterday involved johan langa and he he would have been in the room because did these these guys would have to bounce off each other and and sing from the same hymn sheet um i would imagine a lot of the discussions were were towards uh what what kind of player steven gerrard would be looking at and what kind of uh 
what kind of what is preferred, uh, which we we all know is probably four four three three. So that that's where he, and at at the moment he can put out a team no problem with that with that formation and and probably do a really good job. But he will need to bring players in. Um, I don't like the difference between playing with and without a a, a Johan Langer figure in there. I think it's hard for the manager, but as you say, that's the old school in me. That's what I'm used to. Um, not that I'm completely against change. You know, we, we, we've spoken about all these guys that are coming in with him. That all wouldn't have been uh, around when I was playing football. So <laughs> this is all new to me, all, all of these tacticians and statisticians and, you know, uh, sports scientists and everything else that comes into it. Um, the, the football game is changing. You have to change with it. But, I'm pretty sure Johan Lang and him have had a conversation yesterday and the two of them would have been perfectly happy moving forward. Paddy, is it okay that the Aston Villa manager is younger than you? He's only four years older than me. Like, I don't know where I sit with that. That's, that's, that's fucking scary territory. Like for me, I don't know. I don't know whether you've, whether you came to terms with it earlier. Well, if, if my first year had a in of, uh, Go ahead. I've lost you again, have I? I don't know. I, I don't know. Can you hear me? I, th- I think maybe you have a bit of a delay there. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm still here. Um, I'm just going to give Paddy a bit of a time out there, make sure that he's, uh, his internet might be able to catch up. Um, yeah, because uh, I was looking at... The reason I, I asked it is I'm looking at a picture of Stephen Jarrett and he doesn't look any, any older than he was, you know, 10 years ago. And... Uh, Jeez, if you're to see pictures of me, especially this morning, 10 years ago, different sight, I can tell you that much. I can tell you that much for sure. So, um, And we know what the what the Villa job did to the likes of Paul Lambert and to Steve Bruce. Um, they aged almost overnight when they took the job. So we, we'll see if any grey hairs creep out underneath the 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 barnet, the, the, the immaculately manicured barnet of, of, of Stephen Gerrard. We'll see if that uh, if that does happen in the future. But um, you're back again, Paddy. You're back again. Let's have a look at some of the comments there. Um, yeah. So, so you're, the, you're flagging my age again. I, I see here. <laughs> I, I, well, I was just I was just pointing out the fact that the Aston Villa manager is younger than you, and he's only four years older than me. So, like, what, what have I done with my footballing career? Now I feel like, it, and it's all passed me by. And my realization is that, listen, if maybe maybe Stephen Gerrard <laughs> had become manager of Aston Villa before this, maybe I could have turned things around and, and done something with my career. But alas, um, I am now officially retiring from football, and uh, yeah, I'm going to take up golf. So, um, that we will have no more further. Uh, for the comments on, on that at the moment. Um, Holtender2012 says, I'm not convinced by this appointment. He didn't set the world alight in a two-horse race. One trophy in three and a half years, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully I'm wrong and up the villa. And it's okay to have that opinion. It's okay to have the uh, to, to, ha- to, to, to be worried about it. <clears throat> I suppose I did think about this, and, and, and I know, Paddy, you probably have your own opinion on this as well. I think the one, one trophy in three, and a half, in, in three years uh, at... At, at Rangers, I think there was other things at play. I think getting into Europe above anything else and, and breaking the ten in a row was probably like I, I would say if literally they wrote that down in the back of a back of a fag box and handed it to him and said, "That's what we want: break the ten in a row. Do not let them get the ten in a row. Whatever you do, we don't care if you lose. If you go ten nil to Inverurie Locomotives in the first round of the uh, of the of both cups, just do not let them get to ten in a row. Get us yeah. back into Europe." 
increase our coefficient. And because Europe was the big thing for them, they needed money. Rangers needed the money from Europe, um, because winning the league and winning exactly. the cups, they just needed, they just it, needed to qualify, get them, that's it. get themselves into Europe, qualify, stop ten in a row. That was his remit. I, I know we only exactly. won one trophy. I only only won one trophy, but that's the one trophy they needed to win. Uh, I'm not taking any uh, happiness out of that because it broke my heart at the time. But uh, <laughs> I did I did say earlier that was a lot down to Celtic penny pinching as well. So there's a lot of ways of looking at it. Um, Maybe, but right, uh, can, look, can just, it's, it's just just. Just to, just on that when you say it was te- the Celtic penny pinching, I'm just going to play a devil's advocate in that when he finished with over 100 points, I think, you know, you can see the 13 goals in the league. Uh, like, he, he obviously got something right because there's always this... And, and I think he was unbeaten, if I'm not mistaken. He was unbeaten for a good portion of the season. He was, yeah. yeah. Um, was like, there's always, there's always an Aberdeen or a Motherwell or a Hibs that will... You know, knock a header in the back post in the 89th minute, and and, it, and it'll make the news for five minutes above in Scotland that, that one of the big boys is beaten, but you know that's that's a difficult thing to do is to go unbeaten in any league. Like, yes, he had some good players, but like, and and the league is is poor. But only can see thirteen goals. There's there's something in it, is what I'm saying. Is it, there's something in his philosophy mm. that obviously leads to to good performances and to structure. Um, and, and and yes, it's not at the highest level, but all would be told in the next couple of weeks when we see it in the field for Aston Villa and whether it was yeah. uh, smoke and mirrors above in Scotland or whether it's going to be the real deal down in, down in uh, England. But I'm absolutely enthused about it and I can't wait for it. And in, in fairness, Neil, I, th- I think it would be unfair of us to be judging it in the next few weeks too. I think we've got to give Correct. this three or four yes. months to see where we're at. So I think, I think if we look at this around Easter and then make a judgment of, of how far he's come and then our next judgment point is probably this stage next year. When when we've had ten games in, in next season, so uh, I think I think the pressure is off us now to be to be taking uh, lumps out of the players. I think this is a whole new learning process. Uh, I think it's time just to get behind them and support them. Uh, I'll have to get used to not calling them slippy anymore, but uh, that won't be easy. But I will get there. You'll get there, is right. Yeah, and by the way, we we will be banning people from our podcast if you call him Stevie G. Uh, I don't know why, but it makes my skin crawl. I've I've caught myself a couple of times calling it to him, and I've gone and flagellated myself, um, and said ten rosaries after it because it's uh it's just not something that uh that that I, I want to associate with me calling him Stevie G. He's Stephen Gerrard. I don't know why it annoys me so much. I've no idea. But uh, if anybody out there has any clinical psychology backgrounds and wants to maybe coax me out of this one, uh, send me a DM. We can do it over the phone or something like that because I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change. A um, couple of more comments before we go, Paddy, and we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll leave it at that there. Um, so George pa- George uh, Procopa says, I'm praying Cutler stays. Thanks experience with England may help. McPhee's interesting, but maybe he'll move on. I'd happily keep all three. That, that That's that's going to be interesting to see. Would Do too many cooks spoil the broth or... Is it a case of more the merrier? Can you integrate the two coaching staffs if that is the mm. case? Danks is the one for me that we just haven't seen anything, and he came in with rapid amount of fanfare. And um, the guys, um, I had somebody on, somebody on to actually come and talk about him. But our Pats just never, we could never find time to do it, and and they would have, they, they would have known in depth stuff about him. Just never, never so happened. But um, if he stays on, maybe we might get uh, get that person back on again to chat about him because he's a really interesting character too. Um, 
This is an interesting one from Soupy Mark. It's, it's interesting because now we know the details of the contract that we can actually put two and two together. But he says, I'm a little concerned that his contract runs out at the same time as Klopp's. Feels like he's hedging his bets. Not that I think Klopp would be leaving then, but he has my support okay. tentatively. Can I, can I just address that one? Yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think there's a little bit of a coincidence in this. They were never going to give him more than two full years. So two and a half years is probably about the average that he would be offered. So I, I'm not reading too much into the fact that it is the end of Klopp's contract because that's just the way it is. If Klopp is doing well and Klopp is happy, he won't be going anywhere either. So it's not a given that, you know, I know it feels like it's it's a stepping stone to, to Liverpool and all of these things are falling into line, but it's not a given. Just like it wasn't a given when we, saw, we spoiled his birth party back in 2015 when he thought he was going to beat us in the FA Cup semi-final. So it's not a given. Uh, Klopp could go before then. So we just never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Narita says, I wonder what he's taking, but do you get crap in 70 minutes and things like that would be really think the squad needs a bit of tough love. Here we go. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I read... I, I, read an interesting thing whereby he very much oversees things and, and 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 he does it's all about standards it's all about keeping standards and and and, and he's very much not a, a training ground manager as in he he's on the training ground obviously but he allows all the training stuff to be done by his coaches Gary Mack is the hand around the around the shoulder type guy I know there was a lot of stuff about Gary Mack that that you know, apparently he was a negative influence last time he was asking for that. I can't find any information on that. I, I, and my memory doesn't doesn't serve that that was the case because he rallied people around the club and actually kept us up that year after Julia had his heart issues. So it doesn't quite tally with me. And there was talks he was going to be kept on, and McLeish didn't keep him on, and so on. So um, from what I from what I've read and from what I've uh, when I've spoken to a couple of people at Rangers, that Gary Mack is very much the armor on the shoulder guy. Steve Stephen Gerrard is the guy who comes in and expects standards, and when they won. The when they won against um, Lovren, I think it was in in the in the UEFA in the UEFA Cup to get into the UEFA Cup, um, they were down to nine men when they won that game. And Stephen Gerrard came in and said it was great to win it, but it was like he gave the whole ten days ago. I saw there was a slip in standards. It carried through into the game today. We ended up with nine men. There was a lack of uh, discipline. There was a lack of accountability out there. And you know he just holds people accountable, which I think is nice to see when you've got the whole staff yeah. around you that there is a disciplinarian in there. It's not about firing things off the walls or the hairdryer treatment or anything. But if you've got somebody who can stare at you and make you make you want to be accountable for yourself. Um, and and highlight where you need to be accountable in 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 it's just basic management and you, it happen in any job you know so I think a lot of it gets blown out of proportion with with with, with football management um but there will be guys who will put the armor on the shoulder and so on um and I think Gary Mack will be that guy and I think Stephen Gerrard will oversee everything and and, and make sure the trains are running on mm-hmm. time from that point of view um yeah. sorry just as quick uh, Andrew there Neil I don't I don't see a length of a contract in the now we just had a quick scan through the announcement. It doesn't mention how long the contract is. So, I think someone said three years online. One of the reporters said, and uh, yeah, some some people in the comments are saying it's three and a half years there. So, it, it, yeah. like to me, that doesn't really matter. If if it sink or swim, now if he if he sinks, he won't be going to Liverpool anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, Welch Woody is, is says there that he said that he said this sort of thing about Terry yelled the respect to the squad because of recent times. Absolutely, look. It's 
it's it's it's difficult to quantify, and you could say yes that that was the case. You could you could argue either way, but but you know, it's, it's, I suppose it's one of these cases where you're better you're better off having somebody like that 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 that, that, that retains the respect of people, but um, that, than not having them within the club. So so I agree with that. I do agree with that. In fairness, um, <laughs> I don't think he will be. But Philly D says, in fairness to Jared, he'll probably get fed up with people asking about Liverpool. He will want to get stuck into his new role here. I think he will want to get stuck into his new role here. But I, I don't think he'll ever be. He'll ever be fed up. Just the guy that he is. The fact he's Liverpoolian, he's an icon. I don't think he'll ever be fed up being asked about Liverpool. Um, but hopefully, the way to the way to quell that is to win and to challenge Liverpool at the top of the table. That's the way to quell it. You know, because if we only do so-so, then he will be asked about maybe moving on to bigger and better things. But let's just say if Aston Villa surpassed Liverpool somehow over the next three and a half years, well, then that just basically, you know, that for me would would, would quell the speculation slightly. And 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 we we maybe we, we'd have some fun in the meantime as well when that would happen. Um, Banned, Jason, banned. It's banned. No Stevie G. <laughs> Not allowed to say it in the podcast. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one, Paddy, as well. Having Gerard get his hands on the Ramses and Chuck Moeka is exciting. Jesus, if, if if any of the three of those can turn out even 75% of the player that Gerard was, or if all three of them turned out 75% of the player Gerard is, we would have one of the best midfields in the Premier League. You know, <laughs> imagine having three uh, Stephen Gerrards out there. That would be would be quite quite fantastic. Um and and George Pro, uh, Procopa says one massive thing he achieved in Scotland is actually increased the coefficient. That's huge. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. We, we mentioned that as well before. Um, guys, I think we're kind of getting there. Um, and absolutely looking forward to the Liverpool game on the 11th of December. Mm -hmm. uh, I can I, I I can guarantee you if anybody has tickets booked for that, and if it's a if it's a Saturday at three o'clock, it's going to be moved for television purposes. Now I would imagine. Well, oh, it is Saturday at three o'clock. And I'm yeah. sure they're absolutely kicking themselves they haven't picked this for TV because they can't change it now. Are so. you sure they can't change it? I'm sure they can't change it now, yeah. Well, you know, Sky on the league, so maybe they will change it. We'll see. Yeah, um, waterlogged pitch. Uh, COVID outbreak. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things could happen. I shouldn't actually be doing this with the COVID outbreak. I mean, COVID outbreak. There's no quotation marks to that one. Um, but you can do, there are ways that they might be able to manipulate it. And if not, well, then streaming services up and down the country will be getting quite a lot of uh, uh, quite 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 a lot of attention. Um, all right, so guys, uh, that's going to really do it. Jeez, we got 40, 44, nearly forty five minutes out, out out of the podcast. Uh, thanks a million for joining us. Just before we go, as well, some of you guys who listen to the audio podcast might be familiar with this as well. But um, Patty and myself have teamed up with Beer Fifty Two, uh, Beer Fifty Two dot com, and uh, they've given us a little bit of an offer for you guys. That when you first sign up to Beer Fifty Two, um, you normally get uh, for postage and packaging for for the price of five ninety five, you normally get eight cans of beer, um, just randomized cans of beer, and it's uh, you know they send them out to you. But if you use the code Beer Fifty Two dot com forward slash love, as in L O V E, um, they will actually give you ten cans of beer as opposed to eight cans of beer, and um, by signing up as well each month you know you become a member and each month you're sent a case of beer whether it be 
uh, themed beer from Czech Republic or wherever. You can select what types of beer you want, whether it be dark beers or light beers or mixed beers. So there's quite a lot that you can do on there as well. Subscriptions monthly come with um, magazines and with, with, with snacks as well, if that's something that you're interested in. And, you know, the subscriptions don't have a time limit, so you can cancel them and pause them at any time. It's just something interesting, you know, if you guys wanted to stack up for Christmas or maybe just wanted to get some beers in for uh, for Steven Gerrard's first game against uh, against Brighton in a week's time. Um, I do have to let you guys know as well, though, that this is only available for uh, UK, mainland UK and people in Northern Ireland. Unfortunately, we can't even avail of it here in Ireland ourselves, which, um, look, hopefully it will change in the future. But for anybody who's UK based and Northern Irish based, beer52.com forward slash love. If you're interested in getting a few free beers, give us a shout, give them a shout and they'll be able to get you sorted. It is a subscription service. So do read any of the terms and conditions prior to uh, prior to signing up. But 10 beers for the price of $5.95 postage and packaging. If that's something you're interested in, uh, give it a shout and see what, 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 what you think. So thanks very much, everybody, for popping on. And thanks very much at short notice. It's 11 o'clock. Uh, we've a clear run at the day now to try and speculate about what else is going to happen with Aston Villa. I'm glad they got out of the way early. I clear can run finally the day. finish my... This yeah. is the longest tea break I ever had. I'm going to be in trouble when I get back. <laughs> and you're going to the Aviva later on, I think so, <laughs> tonight. So, um, yeah, best of luck. Hopefully we can stifle Ronaldo and the Aviva later on tonight. But um, I'm going to get back to my, my scramble egg on toast here, my cold scramble egg on toast. Paddy, I'll let you get back to your good playing job. Everybody, thanks so much for um, for popping on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's the Stephen Gerrard era. And I suppose with that, all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.